No, I'm suplexing Kevin Hart while The Rock suplexes me. Like a human caterpillar of suplexes. Here's the thing. The Rock enters the room. I suplex early. I apologize. I tell The Rock this never happens. This is anomalous of my usual performance. I go in for a handshake and then realize how gross that is and just apologize again while bowing and back walking out of a room. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Yeah, brother. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. I'm your wife. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? Slow down, put on your flashers, and spread those butt cheeks. It's Johnny Law Month. We're here to witness and bitch about cop movies. Why is it always butt stuff? It's an extra pocket. Hey, if we got to get our purses searched, you guys got to get your purses searched. You know what I mean? <laughs> Last week, I brought Steven Seagal is above the law. And I didn't mean to. But this week, Dave, you did something on purpose. What did you bring? I did. I went with uh, Government Cops with a movie that I've been meaning to watch for a while now, starring one of the greatest bromances of our ages, Dwayne Johnson <laughs> and Kevin Hart, 2016 Central Intelligence. And it's very bromantic. Very, it's very this much generations so. Generations on Golden Pond. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Dave, before we get too far into this, let's get an elevator pitch where you sell us this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Like any good spy movie, you're locked in an elevator. And in 10 seconds, there's a bomb that's going to go off and blow you up. But the CIA and The Rock have competing views on how this actually went down. So in the 10 seconds, while they're trying to figure out how you're about to blow up, sell us on this movie. Dwayne Johnson plays a quirky fat kid become rock hard super spy dragging Kevin Hart's put upon every man along to stop terrorists. Six seconds and wow, yeah, yeah, no, really I think it. you, I think you nailed that. Wow, the movie pretends it has a lot more plot than it does. <laughs> yeah, I'm wow. surprised it was two hours. We'll talk hours. about that. Case, you actually snuck along today. You meant to pop out of the elevator hatch and surprise me. You're just always <laughs> pulling pranks like that. Uh, but unfortunately, this bomb is big enough that it's going to take out the cable line and you're going to go down with the elevator. So in the 10 seconds before this prank goes very, very wrong for you, sell us on this movie. A film proving that if you peaked in high school, your only chance of looking cool at your reunion is if the rock goes full frontal for you. Sorry, jocks. Eight seconds. <laughs> and that's I... <laughs> not, not the story they told us. Yeah. Or kill yes, a guy. It is. I mean, and also, now I wish I would have peaked in high school. If that means I, you know, full frontal rock is here to like redeem me. <laughs> is this like a make a wish kit I could sign up for? Like, hey, we need your dick at our twenty year reunion. What do we? What do we have to sign? 
Is that how you're going to prove that you're the coolest kid in school, Casey? Yeah, I know. I mean, I know I was a year ahead of you, but can I come to your reunion instead of mine if The Rock Stick's going to be there? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. All Absolutely. Right. Okay, instead of going off on a tangent, let's let's get into the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. I hope you guys can make it through the plot of Central Intelligence in less than two hours, but I know there's very little to shave off because this is such a <laughs> dense film. Oh, Jay, yeah, yeah. do your best. Central Intelligence is the archetypical heterosexual life partner work husband eye couple film you didn't know you wanted. Yeah, CIA, not cops, Dave. I feel like this is Ooh. kind of fucking cheating. Nah, okay. CIA spooks are just government cops, Casey. That's a fact. That's true. Plus, it's Johnny Lawmoth, Jay. What did you expect when the ad couple is The Rock and Kevin Hart? I guess it just wasn't an ugly duckling glow-up of The Rock where I'm supposed to believe that Kevin Hart was the high school fucking everything? Right, he's like the track team captain and the drama club captain, which I didn't even know was a thing. He's even the prom king, voted most likely to succeed. And The Rock goes from lonely fat kid to lovable Jason Bourne, who now calls himself Bob Stone, which I guess rolls off the tongue better than... Robbie Weirdick. He could roll his Weirdick off my tongue if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sexual harassment in the workplace. Stop it. Um, I'm I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see if his dick was weird or not. But I mean, I would have went with prosthetics. <laughs> Kevin Hart, high school extraordinaire known as the Golden Jet, was the only person kind to Bob when they were in high school. Twenty years later, despite being voted most likely to succeed, the Golden Jets now an everyman accountant passed up for another big promotion. That is, up until Bob messages him out of the blue and they go out for drinks. Bob and Kevin have a great first date until Bob invites himself home and mentions that he's having payroll problems. Kevin quickly realizes that this isn't actually a payroll thing. It's more of a sale of all of the U.S. government satellite codes and the state is trying to impose its violence on Bob for no reason. Well, they think he's somebody called the Black Badger. So according to the CIA, Bob killed his partner and is now selling the codes, which is how the bromance comedy develops. Bob's being hunted by the CIA and then ropes Kevin Hart in. Except the state ropes the Golden Jet into snitching on Bob. But like a champ, he doesn't do it. Instead, he takes him to an international banker he knows to get the codes to find the real Black Badger. But it turns out that the banker is Bob's old bully Trevor, who fakes apologizing just to prove how much of a douchebag he still is. God bless Jason Bateman. Just <laughs> bless him. What a light in the world. For some reason, Bob does not give him the people's elbow. Kevin Hart gives up their location after the agent Pam calls and threatens to charge his wife with conspiracy. They capture Bob and Pam pulls the old slap and tickle with a rock until Hart rescues his new friend. Hart thinks Bob is genuine and tells him not to get hooked on high school shit, since his nickname is actually because he peed himself to win a race one time. Then Bob and Hart meet up with the buyers and learn that Bob's old partner, who is Jesse Pinkman, pulled a golden eye and faked his own death. He's the Black Badger. Okay, that's funny you say that, because I said Sean Bean from the get-go. As soon as I you saw did. Jesse Pinkman, he's like, I'm like, fuck, that's a bad guy. Yeah. That's a bad guy. <laughs> and they said he was dead, I was like, yeah, that's a Sean Bean guy. The resulting fight has Bob ripping out Pinkman's throat, just as he predicted yeah, at the start yeah, yeah. of it, so they can get oh, to their yeah. high school reunion on time. Although I'd be more inclined to show up to my reunion if it was via helicopter. 
Central Intelligence then wraps all of this up by putting a bow on every single subplot. Everything they mention. Because apparently the writers googled reunion revenge catharsis. Okay, this was super lifetimey in that way, but at least it didn't have the Christmas crush forcing it into a song sort of thing. But yeah, it had everything else. Was there any questionably gay bakers that find possible love and only first base love in a small town at the end of this? Mm, I feel like there was at least one male character reacting to Dwayne Johnson's nudity at the reunion at the end there. I don't know. There's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of people yeah. reacting to yeah, it. Okay, I would like to shift the fo- whole focus of the movie onto that character. Go. The pants guy. The guy that grabs the pants. Oh, yeah. Someone else tries to grab them from him, and he violently rips them back and covets them. It's like, have you seen the video of the Karen at a baseball game that rips a home run ball away from a small child to celebrate going back to receipt? Same energy. No, what? Love that. You know what? That kid would be stronger (laughs) if he really wanted it. Okay, really quick. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. That kid has the rest of his life. To catch another home run ball? Right. Yes, I'm only 35, but I have the organs of a 60-year-old. Right. Okay? I got 20 good years left in me. Fuck off, dude. Maybe two games a year. You 20 if you're really doing it wrong. Hmm? Maybe two games a year I can actually get to and have a chance to catch it. Right. We don't have one of those in this town. Jesus, go to school and be a lawyer. Make better decisions so you can go to every fucking game. Get out of my face. I'm just saying, kids shouldn't get everything at games. I'm picturing you having this whole conversation (laughs) while still trying to get the ball away from the child. You didn't even pay to be here. Your fucking mom did. And yeah, I used to go to school. Be a lawyer. (laughs) You don't have to get baseball tickets from your mom like me at 35. (laughs) Stay single. I am the organ to a 60 year old. You will spend so much less money. Look, you already have a head start. Give me the fucking ball. I don't want to kick you, but I'm going to. I don't want to kick you, but I'm going to. If you don't think I'm not going to put my all into it, you thought wrong. Right? Central Intelligence is obsessed with tying a ball and everything, including the fact that Kevin Hart's character can't make noises. Doesn't know how to make the correct noises. They have to bring that all the way around to a close. Oh, good God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even forgotten about that one. Okay. Aside from the obvious ones, like Hart's character always wanted to be a father. So, of course, his wife's pregnant at the end of it. Right. You right. Know, uh, he yeah, doesn't like his, his job. Baby, so. though? <laughs> Let me tell you, he couldn't, he couldn't make a baby sandwich for 16 years. And all of a sudden the rock shows up and she's pregnant. I'm just saying, if that baby's born taller than you, it's not yours. And that's okay. It's going to have fucking just big peck jeans coming out of that. Either way, they're having a kid now. Uh, The Rock gives Kevin Hart his Letterman jacket back, which got brought up at the beginning of it. Kevin Hart doesn't like his job, so now he works at the CIA, which is another storyline that needs a fucking bow on it. But just even the fact that he can't make noises... And we then circle all the way back to that at the end of the fucking film again. Yeah. It wasn't even a good joke. 
know. I know. I do have to give credit, though, to uh, Kevin Hart's wife in this movie because she figured out very early on that you cannot combat Kevin Hart with logic and reason. You have to come back at Kevin Hart with more Kevin Hart. So he starts <laughs> making weird noises at her. She makes weird noises at him. And it fucking works. Yeah. The man, yeah. The man gets thrown off his game. He backs off. She wins. That's true. That's what marriage is about. The movie also has to resolve the final fate of Kevin Hart's Letterman jacket, which he gave to The Rock when The Rock was thrown naked into the gym. And so The Rock used that to cover up his junk and to run out. And Kevin Hart references it in the movie. He's like, oh, yeah, what happened to that? Later, at the end of the movie, The Rock gives it to him. And we learn what happened to it, Dave. What happened to it? Where was it the whole time? Dwayne Johnson's been sleeping in it. Oh, most for nights. Most nights for the last 20 years. No, he hasn't. He, he didn't sleep in it for one year. He's always been way bigger than fucking Kevin Hart. He made yeah, his next to it. He's not, he's not getting it around those fucking shoulder legs. Okay, That's but fair. I'm going to point out an alternate theory here. He didn't say he'd been wearing it in his sleep. He said oh, he'd been true. sleeping in it. And the <laughs> yeah. very first time this jacket is introduced, where is it on Dwayne Johnson's body? Okay. I'm getting into it. Yeah. Man. Covering okay. up his nude form. So I think that's how he's been sleeping in it for the last 20 years, if you will. Yeah, I thought it was going to show The Rock's like apartment and him having it like in a cryogenic chamber or something like that. I was thinking we were going to get like Baywatch vibes where you go back to his apartment and he has like weird quirky shit in there, like the talking scuba version of him or whatever, the moving one. It was moving. Um, So we didn't, because I guarantee his character has a Kevin Hart shrine in his apartment. 100%. Yeah. He's playing essentially the, the quirky girl with a unicorn trapper keeper, but instead it's a fat kid that grew up into a secret agent. And he's still he also very wears much fanny packs. Don't yeah. forget. Also wears fanny packs. Yes. Every day. And he's still very much kept that vibe and has apparently been listing Kevin Hart as his personal reference on job applications for the last 20 <laughs> years, despite no, not having spoken to him since high school. Emergency contact. Yeah. His emergency contact, which again, he's a CIA agent, which means that Kevin Hart has been getting repeatedly background checked by the CIA for the last <laughs> two decades. And also, like, imagine someone just showing up at your door and being like, Bob Stone died yesterday in the field. And you're like, who the fuck is Bob right. Stone? <laughs> who the fuck is Bob? Wait, you mean Robbie Weird Dick? The guy Why with the weird dick from high school? I just be like, that. listen, I don't have any money for heroin. Get off my porch. And then you <laughs> shut the door. You see what kind of house I'm living in? I should be asking you for money. Get the fuck right. out of here. Those are right. lucky jeans. Fuck off. That wasn't my favorite redemption arc, though. My favorite one was the Jason Bateman bully <laughs> arc. I mean, I okay. hated him as a kid, but God, Jason Bateman fucking killed his role yeah. as the shitbag, the absolute shitbag banker bully, bro. So the inciting incident for all of this was in high school, Jason Bateman's younger self took the fat Dwayne Johnson naked out of the shower and threw him into the middle of like a, a school meeting. Assembly. It was a, a sc- senior assembly. 
Yeah, right in the middle of Kevin Hart's speech, and everybody saw Robbie Weird Dick's Weird Dick, and it's been a weird, it's been a bad thing for Dwayne Johnson in the intervening years. He shoved those feelings down, Dave. He pushed them into a tight ball, shoved them down, and just <laughs> didn't ever think about them again. Yeah. So, Robbie slash Bob slash Dwayne the Rock fucking Johnson meets up, has to meet up again with Jason Bateman, who plays the evil banker guy, because he needs to get access codes for these accounts, CIA accounts he's trying to find. And at first, Jason Bateman's just normal, and then he's talking about how he's recently found the Lord, and how he's become a Christian, and then Mm -hmm. deeply apologizes to Dwayne and CJ, a.k.a. Kevin Hart, about his terrible behavior in the past. And it was really nice. And then you find out he's being a total fucking asshole, but he's so good at it. Yeah. He's so good. It, he's so Jason Bateman. It was actually the first half of it when he's apologizing for his behavior in high school. In the moment, I was thinking to myself, this is actually like a really well done apology of reconciliation. Yeah. And then it's such a betrayal when he turns around and says, First of all, I'm a Scientologist, so that's Thayton Free since 2003, bitch. But Jason Bateman's so goddamn fun doing it. Why? I mean, that line deserves a fucking award right there. It really like, does. I can imagine Tom Cruise yelling that at someone when they give him a chipped <laughs> coffee mug. And he's like, listen, you're being a suppressive person. Please go fuck off. Um... That was so perfect. He's so fucking perfect in that role. Like it almost broke my heart that he got his shit knocked out. But damn, he w- he was given real Lucille Bluth vibes. <laughs> like mother, like son. So this movie did a good job with having good side characters like Kumail Nanjiani as this like small <laughs> airport I don't know, flight guy or whatever. Uh, small, he, he runs a small delightful. airport. Yeah, uh, so he is, uh, I guess, like the clerk or something. I don't know. At the uh, at a private airport, and and they're trying to steal a plane. Him and, and Bob and Kevin Hart pretends that they're smuggling or they're, they've got an organ that they need to take, and Camille is suspicious of that because he's like, hey. I just had a sister-in-law that had a heart transplant and it didn't come in one of these play school coolers. In response to that, Kevin Hart says, well, it's not a heart. It's a dick. To which he responds, <laughs> I am made of questions. Yeah, I feel that yeah, way a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of my questions upset people. So I, I suppress a lot. I put I push a lot down for you people. But I 100% get that. I loved that scene. I loved right. that scene. Kevin Hart tries to defend himself as though he does this all the time. He gets dicks and he takes them to people in emergency needs. He even calls himself a dick delivery specialist. DDS. Hmm. Like a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess, I mean, if there's a need... Sounds like an important job. I'm just saying, if I am in need of a dick to be delivered to me, I absolutely <laughs> want a professional on the case for this. Yes. Kevin Hart 
also makes a big deal about how long it took him to find the dick because he says that it's Korean. And yes. Camille, right? And Camille responds saying that he's seen Korean dicks bigger than fucking Kevin Hart. True. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart and his true. short jokes are always funny to me. Right? We didn't get any of them from Dwayne Johnson in this film, which was a disappointment. <laughs> but several other characters pick up the slack. So it's okay. Kevin Hart's characters are my inner spirit animal because I am all about that. Like, no, 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 I'm not a part of this. I'll just get out of here. Get out of your way. Sorry. Yeah, I kind of love to hate Kevin Hart, but he's not wrong at any point in the film. Like when he's continuously dragged into these terrible situations and gunfights going off and he's just, no, I don't want to be a part of this. I would like to go home now. I get that. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I didn't want anything to do with this. I didn't order this. I'd like to send right. it back. Just take it off my bill. I'll leave. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go home. I have that's, a bedtime routine. Right. Now. I'm not trying to be a hero, man. I'm just trying to go home. I want to go home. I want to shower and lay in my own bed and go to sleep. That's what I want to do. <laughs> okay. People with a bedtime routine don't get into shootouts <laughs> in the street. Okay. Right. So I, I empathize a lot with him a lot, right? Like when the rock is like, are you in? And he's like, no. And no. the rock's like, well, too bad. You're already in. And he's like, well, why did you ask me? Cause I thought it'd sound cool. Yeah, but I'm not in. That's me. I'm not in. I'm not in. No, 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 no. See, I absolutely adored The Rock's character in this movie, much more than Kevin Hart's. The Rock as the quirky (laughs) kid into unicorns who is somehow also Jason Bourne, James Bond level badass. Fucking delightful. So much fun. (laughs) He's really, really affable the whole time. Really insightful and kind. Right. Also kind of creepy. He's He's kind of creepy. He's incredibly creepy. creepy. (laughs) And kind of terrifying when he gives that speech about how, oh, yeah, I just took the most traumatizing event in my life. I shoved it into a little ball and buried it deep down inside myself and ignored it. So, you know, this man's a time bomb and that bomb's going to go off and it can bench press 700 pounds. So that's not a good thing. Central intelligence is what would happen if you made the cable guy about a 20 year high school reunion. (laughs) So Kevin Hart is Matthew Broderick without a spine because he can't ever really actually say no to the rock, which is why it never escalates. And the rock can do anything he wants because he's hot. So it's a movie about pretty privilege, a high school reunion and the ugly fucking uh, face of stalking. He's been secretly stalking Kevin Hart for 20 years and just now came up to talk to him. If he wasn't The Rock, that would be creepy as fuck. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. It would be so creepy. Case, I got a question for you. How did you feel about the like meta commentary when they when Kevin Hart asked The Rock how he transformed from fat kid into The Rock? And The Rock's answer was that he worked out six hours a day for the past 20 years. Every day. You know, fuck those people. <laughs> Give me a pill. I mean, it's not it was, time for all that. At least they were honest about it, though. Right. You know, right. if we're going to do the, like, fat kid becomes yeah, no, super totally. buff. It's like when Rob McElhaney got really buff for Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. 
and went on the Instagram rant about how, like, no, all you have to do is just work out for four hours a day and have a studio pay for all of it. Have a right. personal you know. trainer. Have a, perso- and a personal chef. And also chef. have a chef. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's easy. Anybody can do it, you If guys. you're going to do the whole, like, Rocky montage zero to hero, it's nice to throw in that, like, actually there was a 20-year gap in that montage. Right, where I just worked out for six hours a day. Every fucking day. I mean, like his workouts, The Rock commits to acting. Oh, my God. And he oh, my God. Was, I mean, he's borderline Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I mean, uh, in the best way possible. He is Good a Nicolas frequent Cage. flyer on shitty cinema. Right? So, Doom, Scorpion King. He is, but he's never bad. Uh, Baywatch. He's always the best part. <laughs> What is happening? Is this a conspiracy? I, no, I really He's just I a lot of it. fun. Yeah, yeah. He he has a lot he of fun. Is. He leans into the character. He seems really authentic. His facial motions and the way that he speaks kind of softly. It's it's a it's a character he falls into. He does it well. Oh, yeah. And it's really good that he does and that he and Kevin Hart have so much chemistry because yeah. holy shit, is the script for this movie bad? Terrible. Absolutely so terrible. bad. Everything. Semper Fi, motherfucker. <laughs> could have been worse. I could have wrote it. This would have been a very different movie. You pretty much did. I mean, the whole first 30 minutes or so of it was just us calling out that, like, oh, Kevin Hart had a line of dialogue about how he always wanted to be a father. Wife's going to be pregnant. Second line of dialogue about his ex-partner, Jesse Pinkman. Oh, he must be the Black Badger. It is a very <laughs> predictable fucking movie. <laughs> Paint by numbers is technically still art. There are some people that can make it art by throwing glitter on it where they don't tell you to. <laughs> All right. You know what's really glittery about The Rock? The Rock can do both lean into that that genuine acting that where he's having a lot of fun with it. And also, he does action well, right? Because he's got that fucking wrestling background. And it's great for movie action. And that's why we come to Johnny Law Month. Because we want to see, the, you know... Bad boys, what you gonna right. do? What happens to bad boys? They get poked, they get choke slammed, they get a ketoed, they get with the rock. <laughs> we like that. We wanna see action. We got a we got a fair amount of that in this. The fight yeah. scenes were not fantastic, but we did no. get some cool little like gun takeaways from Dwayne Johnson. You know, we got some cool CIA moments of him using a necktie to set off uh fire alarms. Like, it wasn't yeah. bad overall. I think my favorite Good stunt idea. is when they're on like the, I don't know, 15th story of the building that Kevin Hart works in. And The Rock shoots a window out and pushes Kevin Hart out of it in a fucking mail bin and then jumps out behind him and they play Blur, song number two. It's just fucking beautiful. And they end up landing in a giant inflatable gorilla and it's super implausible, but I fucking loved it. I don't know. That scene, that scene was okay for me. My favorite was the first fucking fight scene in the bar when The Rock, A, who I absolutely want to go to a bar with, like, he ends up messaging Kevin Hart in the beginning of the movie. He's like, (laughs) hey, let's go out for a couple drinks. Let's get fucking weird, bro. Like, let's go old school. Yes, that's the kind of energy. When we're going out to drink on a work night, give me that energy. Gotcha, yeah. And they get to the bar, and he's like, dude, let's do some shots. And Kevin Hart's like, maybe not. Love that energy. So he gets up to go get shots. And a dude tries it. He kind of looks like Tom Brady. I was surprised it wasn't. In an affliction t-shirt. He also just was a generic Tom Brady-looking dude in an affliction t-shirt. 
goes to steal the rock's chair, and Kevin Hart's like, oh, whoa, man, like, there's someone sitting there. The situation escalates. The rock shows up, does his shot, and proceeds to beat the ever-loving shit <laughs> out of the five people that invent, like, of the five people that involved themselves in this fight, including some fat douche that brought a gun. Love it. That is what I say. The rock in this movie is kind of like our friend Angie of the podcast throughout different stages of the night drinking. I love it. <laughs> and and I am what I am. Through that whole fight, again, Kevin Hart channels my inner spirit animal because he does a lot of apologizing and trying to be like, nope, nope, not a problem. My bad. I'm getting out of here. This is also an appropriate reaction to this. Yeah. Not in a bar fight. I do love The Rock's response when they're told to go jerk each other off in the parking lot because he calls the guy out for homophobia and then says that he's not in the mood to jerk anyone. <laughs> yeah. No means no, random Tom Brady and a Chili's. <laughs> the fuck out of here with your hom- your homophobia. I think it was actually, I'm not going to jerk anyone off until you apologize to my friend. <laughs> Probably the best bit of action for me in this movie was the only person to attack Dwayne Johnson in a reasonable way, which was to use a motorcycle to attack him. You don't you don't fight him with your fists. Yes. You throw a motorcycle at him. Right. That's I love that, actually. I'm sure that was probably maybe tricky to film, but that feels like a fairish fight with the right. rock. You know, if that's safe to say. I mean, I'd prefer a bus, but yeah, I guess I'll take a motorcycle against him. Yeah. I enjoyed those stunts because he does like a, a kick and using the bike as it and then tries to like stomp him with the tire. And it's a it's a good look. And, and Dwayne Johnson gets him off the bike by grabbing a fucking piece of rebar and using it as a spear to jam through the spokes as it's driving. Yeah, I don't know if that works, but it looks cool. It looks cool as shit. It was great. I thought he was going to impale him, so I was confused by the bike <laughs> flip. And I was like, oh, I guess he didn't poke him. Good for you, buddy. But then the guy also takes his helmet off. I, I've i never fought in a helmet situation, but I feel like you'd want to keep your helmet on for protection against his big-ass ham hand. Well, uh, the downside is you don't get hands. much for vision. Like, yeah. So people could just blast body shots, and you'd not be able to see him coming. Yeah, And in the Fast and the Furious movie series, you can see that a motorcycle helmet will not stop Dwayne Johnson because he headbutted a man unconscious while the other man was wearing a motorcycle helmet. <laughs> so if those physics don't work out, you might as well at least take the helmet off and be able to see it coming. That's fair. No, I don't think I want to, honestly. <laughs> I want a quick death. No regrets that way. But, okay, to be fair, The Rock shoots Kevin Hart in the neck and that personally offends me. Like, I know it was a grazing thing, but my neck is literally the only skinny part of my body. Don't you fucking ruin that with a scar. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Get me in the cellulite, asshole. So then I can, like, medically get the other side shaved down. Hey, they got a match. You know what I mean? Like, get me in the back of the thigh. Okay. Fuck you. Don't shoot at my neck. There's important things in there, like brain stems and arteries. Okay, but it also... I just want to say, it, like, if you shoot, if he shoot, if Dwayne Johnson shoots me in the shoulder and I'm walking around with just like one shoulder off, it is very obvious that I want people to ask me about my Dwayne Johnson scar. <laughs> and I do. I really do. But if it's on Dave's, the neck, I've got plausible deniability about it. Dave's going to get a tattoo like on his fucking neck if it's on his shoulder that says 
check out my Dwayne Johnson scar here with right. an arrow blade. <laughs> no, I just want people LA to ask me, oh, hey, how, what happened? So that I can say I got shot by Dwayne Johnson. Ask me which former pro wrestler shot me in the neck. <laughs> All right, we've rambled on about a lot of different things from this movie, but we need to get down to the most important question. Jay, I'm going to start with you. From 2016, starring Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, Central Intelligence, would you watch it again? Central Intelligence is kind of a weird take on buddy cop movies because the characters are a little atypical and the relationship is one that I've seen before but is sort of new. And like we talked about earlier, the writing is kind of trash, but... I really love the interactions between The Rock and Kevin Hart. And some of the bit characters are great. And I found myself having much more fun with Central Intelligence than I planned on. So, yeah, actually, I think I am going to watch it again. Casey, what about you? 2016 Central Intelligence, would you watch it again? Okay. A few things are important to mention about this film. At 47 minutes in, I only had three things written down, and they were all about The Rock. Um, it's fair so that's the kind of movie this is um special shout out to melissa mccarthy who was the best part of this fucking movie as the rocks high school crush um and agent pam was actually quite hilarious yes and she's also in another movie i've been courting for shitty cinema called monster trucks and all Ooh, I see is a picture of a truck yeah. with tentacles coming out of it. So yeah, it looks real the, bad. maybe look for that in October. Um, but I didn't love this film, but it is super inoffensive and something that's okay for background noise at a party. So I wouldn't seek it out, but I wouldn't run from it either. So I, I guess I would watch this again. <laughs> a soft yes. It's it's a, a very soft yes, but... Dave, you brought it. Oh, really side quick, really quick side note. Can I just say it super pissed me off that they're at the 1996 high school reunion, but they're playing 1999's DMX party song? What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, you don't exclusively have to play music from the exact year of your graduation. If I go to my high school reunion and they're playing Black Eyed Peas, I'm going to be pissed off. Pissed off. But Dave... 2016 Central Intelligence, would you watch it again? This is not a good movie by any possible stretch. The writing is just incredibly cliche and boring for the most part. I'm convinced the script only had maybe nine or ten pages, and then it was just, okay, we're going to bring in Kevin Hart and let him do Kevin Hart things. I guess that means we're doing Dwayne Johnson for this guy. Uh, Let's just have Jason Bateman do whatever Jason Bateman thinks for this role. (sighs) And despite having a lot of fun while we watched this, I could feel it slipping away from me 10 minutes after we were done watching the movie. It is incredible how hard this movie was to hang on to. But inoffensive is the right word. It was fun to watch. (laughs) I liked the chemistry. And despite forgetting it immediately, I will probably have as much fun watching it a second time. So, yeah, I will probably watch this again. If I still had... If I still had cable TV, this is exactly the sort of thing I would want to turn on and see as playing on TNT on some night. But I don't, so it's going to be when I can't find anything else on Netflix to watch, I guess. 
So surprisingly, for I think what was the first time in a while, that's three out of three of us who are going to watch Central Intelligence again. Oh. But whether or not that holds for you, you're going to... Nobody wants to, but we will. <laughs> we'll just forget we have watched it and watch it again. All right, so that's it for our personal picks for Johnny Log. Casey, what are we going to be watching next week? Uh, so this was a suggestion from Instagram that I'm particularly excited to bring. Are you? Not because I'm excited to watch the movie, because I'm excited to hurt Jay because he hates Martin fucking Lawrence. We are watching Blue Streak, starring Martin Lawrence and Luke Wilson. Yeah, that's the Wilson we want. So I'm very familiar with this movie. I can't wait to fuck you guys up with it. But you'll have to just live in anxiety for seven more days. In the meantime, follow us on social media, Facebook at sh.ttcinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, PPL, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema, or shittycinema.com. Check the little description below if you didn't catch all that. And if you want to help us out, give us a thumbs up on Facebook, share this podcast with a friend, or, you know, mail Dave your weird pictures. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights. Turn up the info. Yeah. Get naked. Never gonna